Yes, yes, yes. Welcome once again to <laughs> Open Run. Open Run. A Dallas Mavericks podcast with Derek Harper. I'm Jeff Skin Wade. We're running full. We got lots to talk about this week, Hart. You know what's crazy is the last one we recorded, we recorded right before Game 7 yeah. of the Western Conference sure Finals. Or, sure I'm sorry, did. the Western Conference Semis. Semis, yeah. And I kind of thought the Clippers were going to get past it, and they didn't. Nuggets were fun. Mm-hmm. But now here we are recording, and last night or yesterday afternoon, an NBA bombshell dropped <laughs> when your old teammate and yeah. old buddy Doc Rivers yeah. has parted ways with the Clippers. What was your first reaction on that? A little bit shock. I, I think if you're a basketball fan, you have a lot of respect and love for Doc. I think he, yeah. he's well-liked as a coach. So a little bit surprising that that it came down. And I, I'm going to say this. you know, The bubble situation is unprecedented, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think under different circumstances, again, I don't think Doc loses his job. But I think there was so much light, if you would, on the bubble situation, all of the expectations for the Clippers starting, restarting the season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think when when you think about them falling falling short to the Nuggets, a very fun team like you just mentioned, a very talented and deep team as well. And keep in mind. The Nuggets were without Will Barton, right. who was a big part of who they are as a basketball team, especially offensively. I was a little bit, a little bit surprised in, in a sense, and then in, a, in another sense, you know, when you look at the realness of, of the NBA, it's a miss or make league, they say, and right. it's a win or go home kind of a lead. And when you don't have the kind of success as as expected, there's always a possibility. That you're gonna uh, you, you're gonna look at the coach first. Doc said after that series that he took any responsibility that he needed to take as far as them not advancing. And I think they got ahead of themselves as a team. I mean, we're talking about two All Pro players. Mm-hmm. When you look at Paul George and you look at Kawhi Leonard, uh, we're talking about arguably the best bench that's ever been assembled. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just talked about, skin. They had two guys that were six men, six men. Uh, candidates, right? So you look at all of those things. I can I can sit here and kind of feel sorry for my friend in right. a lot of ways right. and, and say that it was unjust. But I think when you look at the, the the big picture of the the business that the NBA and professional sports is in general, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised this, because this, they they underachieved when you look at that team. They definitely underachieved. But I think there's this weird thing going on. I was thinking about this last night. Uh-huh. I was I was really surprised. So I was listening to some little Clippers podcast. I didn't even I know one of the dudes writes for the Athletic. And yeah. I was just trying to get, you know, insight from someone that's around the team all the time. Because yeah. you know you read articles from the outside, but you Absolutely. know you and I know a lot about the Mavs because we're around them. Yeah. You know more about other teams because you know so many people in the yeah, league. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking at that situation and I'm going. Well, they didn't even really practice that much from what I've Good read. Point. And so I'm, I'm sitting here going, now who do you hold accountable for that? So I understand Balmer comes in from nowhere, and you, but they have Jerry West in that organization. Yep. And Lawrence so, Frank yes. is a well-respected GM, a guy that kind of helped put things together. Right, but and I'm the listening. guy who mentored Jason Kidd when yep. he was, you know, get right. So I'm, I'm looking at that situation going, okay, how much of that is, quote-unquote, the coach's fault? Versus the modern state of the NBA, where it's like, hey, we got to get a guy that this you know millionaire superstar is going to yeah. not get in a fight. No, with. you don't. You do know that I'm not saying it was Doc's fault. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. That. I'm trying to evaluate yeah, I, I, like what's no, fair and what's not. I, your your point is well, well, well taken. Um, what's fair? 
Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, what, what's fair when it comes to a guy losing his job as great a coach as Doc is? The bottom line is, to your point, Skin, is that Kawhi Leonard, top five players. Absolutely. Um, Paul George, supposedly top ten player, mm-hmm. if you would. Yeah. So a lot of the onus has to fall on those two guys, too. And right. I don't think Doc can, can fall on the sword by himself. Because you you look at that team, it was put together to be a champion this year. There's right. no question in my mind about that. And w- but when you fall short, and 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 the the, the hammer came down on Doc. That's not to say that we're going to be looking at a different roster. Harold is a free agent, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, a guy that a lot of people are interested in. I think people are going to overpay for him, if right. you would, as right. a, as a free agent. Um, the, those guys didn't play up to, to, to par. I mean, we we did the Clipper game mm-hmm. uh, against the Mavericks, and all we talked about in our shows and our opens and at halftime, and that we didn't do a lot of post game, but was the disappearing act that Paul George laid out during that particular playoffs. Yeah, and, and Boban neutralized Harold. Oh my and, God! And all these absolutely, he only averaged ten points yeah. after averaging eighteen again, if you would. Right. During the uh, during the, the the regular season, so. Yeah, surely the the players have to take responsibility. I always think that when when teams are great, I think coaches get get a a, a, a little bit too much credit. You know, right. you think about Phil Jackson, Pat Rowley, all of the great coaches that's won the most championships, if you would, the Chicago Bulls. They always talk about, you know, what a wizard. Phil Jackson is, yeah. and he is. I mean, he hands out books for guys to to go and educate themselves a little bit outside of basketball, outside of sports, right? Pat Riley, the godfather, is, is who Riles is. But then I want you, Skin, to go to the players that they've coached. Mm-hmm. And all of those players, not only were they great players, but in the heat of battle, in, in that moment that we talk about, the step back by Luker, when the game is on the line and you need somebody to step up the most, the players on those respective teams stepped up and made plays. Right. So to your point, you're right. All of this cannot fa- fall on Doc Rivers, on, on, on Doc. But some of it has to, and I think it was a mutual decision for them to go in a different direction as far as coaching is concerned. And you know this, your father's a coach, Skinner. And one of the, one, one of the, one of the things that, that, that sticks out to me when coaches get fired Seven years, same voice, mm-hmm. same guy, right? Over and over and over again. It's almost like your kids. Yeah, they get tired of hearing from you, and what you think about this, that, and the, and, and another, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times that happens. I, I think a lot of times you need a new voice, and I, I think that's why Doc is uh, is sitting back. Uh, picking the next job that he's going to take because people are already interested in Doc Rivers yeah. as a coach and his services as a coach. Yeah, and and so one of the things I was listening to last night, they're like looking at Doc's track record and they're focusing on things he didn't do. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but what about what he's done? Yeah, and 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 the thing about the new voice is I'm sitting here going, okay, so what is the voice that fixes that? Yeah, because. They're, the main two voices were Paul and Kawhi, and they're new. So Doc's yeah. voice shouldn't be tired to them. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, again, more stuff will come out, and Doc will yeah, yeah. say what he has to say. But yes. I'm sitting there going, so wait a minute. So if it's Teron Lue, he fixes this shit? Like, <laughs> Teron Lue's going to get Kawhi to show up for practice every day. And, right. You know, right. 
that's practice, that's, not worry about what load management yeah, and all this different stuff. That, that team they talk was not about. tied together, Hart. I don't think so. They didn't have time to, right. to tie themselves together. Exactly. And that, you can't use that as an excuse. Everybody suffered through the pandemic mm-hmm. and, and, and being away from the game. You mentioned that as well. Is the fact that those guys didn't didn't really. They were one of the two or three teams that didn't want to restart the season. Right. The, the Clippers Right, were. right, right. So that says a lot right yes. there. Psychologically, you're kind of disconnected anyway. And the other point that I want to make, Skin, is, is Kawhi that guy, that vocal leader that you need? Is I Paul George not. that guy? I assume Their not. Their leaders, Skin, the Clippers' leaders were considered Beverly, Mm-hmm. If you would, and, yeah, I hear you. Harold, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those were kind of their leaders, and I think one of the uh, was it Marquise? He was probably their leader on the floor as far mm-hmm. as toughness and things of that nature. But right. I, I think when you look at when you evaluate the personnel of the of the Clippers. They have a lot of guys that lead by example, yeah, but they don't have a lot of stand up guys that. You know, Kawhi's been through through the wars, and just because you win two Finals MVPs doesn't make you a leader. Yeah, he, he's a great player and a great talent. Right. But when you start talking about leadership, man, that's a whole different thing. And some of the onus has to go on that a, a, as well. When you think about what happened to the Clippers, I don't know if that's your phone or my phone going uh, off. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just atmosphere. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> But, I mean, there are a lot of different things. You said we're going to hear from Doc a little bit. I don't think Doc is going to have a lot to say. I really mm-hmm. don't. He's going to thank Bomber, which he's already done, for, for the opportunity and the run that, that he took the Clippers on. But think about being up 3-1, Skin, yeah. in a series. Yeah. And coming up short, a combination of times. I mean, right. Doc is my friend. He, yeah. he, he's my guy. So I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I never would. His resume speaks for itself as a player and as a coach. However, I think big picture, man, a lot, every, that, that, that falls on everybody. Yeah. It really do, does the fact that they came up short uh, in the bubble. And so this is what, uh, I'm, I love having some of these conversations with you because you're tied to so many different people. Let yeah. me just pull the curtain back. Man, Jeff Van Gundy, when he's doing yeah, national games, loves to see Derek Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Like and so Jeff Van Gundy's one of the names. So I, I'm a big Van Gundy fan. Same here. And so I'm, why, why do you real quick? Why do you like Jeff so much? Well, uh, you know I like the way his teams play. Uh-huh. Number one. Yeah. Uh, and I also like when he when you know he he sort of does this affected personality when he calls the games. Yeah. But man, he will point things out. Yeah. Before they happen, you'll go that dude knows the game yeah. he knows what's yeah. going to happen and if his and I thought those Rockets teams he coached were really good yeah. they had some injury problems and stuff but of course I think that guy knows so much and knows how to articulate it to players and so then you know are the players going to go live up to their potential yeah. or not I feel like his teams will never be underprepared I, I totally agree uh coached under Pat Rowell right and when I think Rowles, when I think Jeff Van Gundy, I, I think detail. Yes. And that's what those guys bring as coaches. They, they, they're so keen and so serious about paying attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You can't miss defensive assignments at, at this time of the season and expect to be successful. A lot of that went on with the Clippers. Um, Jeff is one of these guys that, that gives you crazy freedom. Mm-hmm. As a player, right? 
as long as you're doing things the right way. You can't give everybody the same kind of freedom because some guys, number one, they're not capable of handling that, and they're right. going to make a lot of a lot of silly mistakes, a lot of silly problem, have a lot of silly problems. But Jeff, to me, is the epitome of a a old school coach. He's probably like your father mm-hmm. as a coach that mm-hmm. really looks at the little things that's really important to him. Uh, to your point, never unprepared. Always going to be prepared. Surely you got to go out and execute and do all of those things. But man, him as an assistant coach, skin. One of the, the hardest working assistant coaches that I've ever been around. And I've been around a lot of assistant coaches. Right. Jeff was a, you know, they have ball machines that shoot you the ball out now for you to get your jumpers right, up. Right, right. Jeff was way better than those machines, man. <laughs> he would run down balls and, 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 and get the ball back to you where you could catch it and just let it go. I yeah. mean, you're talking about on-time, on-target on yep. passes. That's who Van Gundy is, and I think that molded him to being a, a head coach. I think we think that coaching is this this big, you know, Einstein type of a situation where you got to be the smartest guy and you just because you played the game, you are great, you're going to make a great coach. Mm-hmm. I love Magic, but he proved that theory wrong, right? <laughs> he tried it and it's just not EJ. It's yeah. just not and he was a great point guard. I right. mean, probably one of the winningest players ever to play in this game when you start talking about Magic from high school through the NBA, one in high school, one in college. And through the NBA, he was sensational. One of the top, you know, five or six players that ever to play the game, as far as I'm concerned. But it's those, I I think, getting guys to buy into, number one, the system, but buy into doing the small things, the things that don't pop out in analytics and don't pop out on the stat sheet Mm -hmm. is what Jeff is all about and why he would make such a good good coach. I can tell you right now, Kawhi Leonard on the Jeff Van Gundy, he's going to practice. There's not going to be timeout. He's not going to treat everybody the same because I don't think you can in the NBA. Everybody is their own identity. Everybody has a difference importance to their basketball team. Right. And I think coaches, if they're smart, front offices, if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna beat to, play to that drum. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I think it's smart to do it that way. And I think Jeff is one of those guys that would play it that way, but at the same time get everything out of his top players, mm-hmm. his second-tier players, and his role players, which to me is what coaching is all about. It's vital to be able to push the right buttons when it comes to the individual talent that you have. Okay, I think that's a real perfect place to pivot and talk about the finals. Yes. Because the finals features an organization that – the the fingerprints of Pat Riley, who you play for, <laughs> yeah. is all over yes, it. My God. And and one of the things that I love, look, man, there's not one way to win in this world. There's a lot of different ways to yes, win. Sir. But doing sports talk radio, it used to drive me up a wall to hear all these guys want to tank. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, here's tank. what here's what you need to understand. <laughs> if you have young players that you think will be good players, yeah. you're teaching them to suck. That's not so a good well idea. Said, so like well that's said. a terrible idea. I, I, when we got Nerlens Noel here, yeah, he came from a team that was intentionally tanking. Yes, and I like Nerlens a lot, and I yeah. think he's got a lot of talent. But it was very obvious that guy hadn't even really been practicing too yeah. hard in a while. Didn't care. I didn't care. I can give you a great example. Let's Ken. hear it. You know, when I got traded in '94 to New York, mm-hmm. what we were doing here as a Maverick basketball team and organization. 
They didn't call it tanking back then, and I wouldn't even call it tanking now. We were just bad. Okay, we were a bad basketball team. You go to the arena, and guys had bags over their head. You remember those (laughs) days. You could have been one of those guys. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't think you were. But we were that bad. So nobody came early. Mm -hmm. Nobody stayed late. Mm -hmm. What is that a recipe for? Disaster. Disaster. No question about it. So think about this. When I got traded to New York, they were fighting to be the number one team in the league Mm -hmm. and in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. So a whole different mentality. I thought I was in shape. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I go over to the Lakers, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you before or not, but there were times in practice, man, where I'd be bending over to pick up a loose ball. Anthony Mason, Mm -hmm. rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Charles Oakley, Mm -hmm. Anthony Bonner, Charles Smith. John Starks, Greg Anthony, they would run through you, cut your legs off, diving right. for the loose ball. Right. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the deal right there. When you're in a losing situation, man, then you don't, you don't, you, 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 you're not prepared for what it's going to take and what it's going to be like when you are a great team, a team trying to win a championship. And I guarantee you, you look at Miami, the reason they're in the finals from the East mm-hmm. Not be they're a great offensive team when it comes when, when they're good offensively, they're really good. They share the basketball, outstanding balance, mm-hmm. especially throughout the bubble. A lot yep. of guys in double figures for them as a team. Yep, but what sticks out to me the most, and the reason why I give them a chance against the King and yep. the Lakers, right? Skin is because they play as hard as I've seen anybody. They beat number one seed in the East in Milwaukee. You know mm-hmm. why? Played harder than they played there. Yeah. Played harder. Yeah. Just that simple. I mean, they get after you like none other. They know who they are. They have a very unselfish leader and Jimmy Butler and Hero. If you take one of those R's out of his name, he's been exactly that. <laughs> he's fun, man. <laughs> he is so, so good. Yeah. And it goes, you talked about Riles. It goes right back to the Godfather and Pat Riley. Knowing personnel, you know, when 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 a lot of times organizations they send scouts out mm-hmm. to to these uh to 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 the um the 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 to scout yeah they far well, reaches of the globe listen you know who goes and sits through 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 the uh stuff that they have in Chicago the different mm-hmm. preseason pre-draft camps and yep. things of that nature Pat Riley is sitting there yeah because he understands that he knows talent better than anybody does Think about what he has put together in Miami. It's incredible. It is totally incredible, man. And they build their team the right way, man. And no tanking. No nothing tanking. to do with tanking. Nope. Riles, Riles wants to win at all costs. They develop players a lot like the Spurs do the same thing. Think mm-hmm. about San Antonio and the five championships that they've won over the last ten years. Right. I mean, they develop their players. They like their players. And you, there are a lot of different ways to build a team. You mm-hmm. can't build a team just through free agency, just through the draft. You got to develop some players, and you got to do a lot of different things to make to make up your roster. And I think Pat Riley does that better than anybody. Doesn't believe, like I said, in in, in next year, right? And the year after that, right. he's a right now guy, a right yep. right now mentality. And you know the teams that do tank 
tough on them because yeah. they're, they're, you could easily stay in the same place for a long time. I mean, look at like uh, Philadelphia. Where's where are the tanking? I mean, Philadelphia got some players, but they're still yeah. like underachieving. And he, you know, the the thing about Riley too is he was a really good player at Kentucky, but he yeah. was just kind of a grinder in yeah. the NBA. Role player. Role player. And so I remember reading an article, I think it was last year or the year before, uh-huh. where they were talking about how the G League players that Miami gets, yeah. when they make it up to Miami, they don't go back. Right. They call the G they League stick. the jungle. Yes. And it's like, man, you escaped the jungle. And so the level and the tenacity that they play with, that, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about when yeah. you watch their games, the way yeah. that they play, yeah. that is a culture, that's Hungry. an identity. And when you try to lose games for a draft pick that may or may not work out, you're taking a dump all over that. <laughs> no question about it, man. And who wants to do that, first of all? Mm-hmm. I mean, GMs let, or let me assistant you, GMs or yeah, some crap yeah, like yeah. that. I, and it makes their job easy because yeah. they have built-in excuses, right? if you would. Right. Mavericks don't make excuses. When, when the Mavericks miss the playoff, you know it. Mavericks are not happy missing the playoffs because they're accustomed to being there. Right. Year after year after year after year, the culture around here is to win. Mm-hmm. And I think Rick Carlisle has done a better job than anybody with less talent up until now, of still competing, still being in the race to make the playoffs every single year. We can argue that. San Antonio, the same, same kind of organization. And, and I think there are certain teams and, and organizations that are models for the rest of the league. And that's why it's no shocker, man, that the Warriors are there for four, five, six years in a row. Right. The Bulls have been good for a long time. The Celtics have been – there's a certain amount of pride that you have to have, man, to be successful all the time. And I think Pat Riley and the Miami Heat, and that's not to take anything away from, from LeBron and the Lakers, who the Heat are going to be facing, but nobody's giving Miami a chance. If you can shoot in the bubble, yes. you have a chance. You have a chance. And they, can I, shoot. I, I, they can really shoot the basketball. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like I said, he, he's a special leader. The youngster, Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, what a great I, player. I had no idea. My I didn't brother, either. Down in West Palm Beach. Uh-huh. Biggest Heat fan there is. Keeps talking about it. It's not Jimmy's team. It's not Hero's team. It, it's Bam Adebayo's team because yeah. he feels like talent-wise, this guy is – we had, hadn't scratched the surface, for, right. the, the surface for what he can be. When he was coming out, Harp, I think that was the year we drafted right. Dennis. I can't remember. But when he was coming out, I remember thinking, all right, he's just kind of a raw, big guy. You know, yeah. he seems – I didn't know Everybody he could – Everybody thought that. I didn't know he could dribble and pass. I didn't know it either. See <laughs> the, he's like a bigger Draymond or something. Do he's, you realize that he came off the bench a lot in Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, because he's so raw. Yeah, not yeah. even a starter. And granted, Kentucky has put – you look at the, this, the championship. Yeah. You can, can call it when you go pound for pound. You can call, call it the Kentucky Bowl. Right, because right. Because it's a lot of guys from Kentucky that's going to be on the floor making a contribution yeah. for, for respective teams. And, you know, that tank thing, man, that, that, that's just baffling to me, when, you know, getting back to that. Yeah. I, I just can't believe teams would take that approach. Because Jimmy Butler said it best after they uh, after they they eliminated Boston is that every player's dream, regardless to how much money you make, how much fame you get, how much attention you get, is to win a championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played for one in '94, and when I tell you after falling short, man, Pat Riley and I, and this is crazy, you can ask him; he'll never forget it either. But you know, I, I saw the champagne 
before game seven, okay? <laughs> I'm walking in the arena. We stayed at the Stouffer's Hotel, which is connected to the summit, yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm walking, do-do-do-do, focus, headphones on. They, were, they weren't buds either. They were, they were headphones, yeah. okay, yeah. back in 94. I'm walking over to the game, and a, 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 a waiter, a waitress, beg your pardon, was a young lady, passes right by me with about – 40 champagne bottles, okay? So my mind is, I'll see you later, champagne. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to beat Houston tonight, and I'm going to be able to pop some of that bubbly. Well, as the story lives on, we lose in game seven. Mm -hmm. I'm the last guy in the locker room with yours truly, with with my man, Pat Riley. Mm -hmm. We're sitting in the shower drinking Bud Light. And when I tell you there was tears in Pat Rowley's eyes and there were tears in Derek Harper's eyes, can't make it up. Yeah. And I, I that that'll go down. Nobody likes to be second, man. That'll go down to me as one of the craziest things that I've ever experienced as an NBA basketball player. Right. And falling short, man, it it is it's horrible. Yeah. When 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 you start talking about coming up short. Coming in second. Second right. is okay during the regular season and all of that because you have a lot more games to play. Right. But, man, that, that was devastating to me, and, and that's when I knew how much Riles wanted to win right. over everything. That takes precedent over everything that he's about. Think about that. He's won championships. Yeah, he has, he but wanted that one. Wanted that one so bad. Yeah. Wanted to win it in New York Yeah, is what it was. You know, New York hadn't – it hadn't been there since what seventy three, seventy four, yeah. long time ago. Right. So, something like that. Clyde Frazier, Earl Monroe, Dick Barnett, the Busher, mm-hmm. Bradley, all those guys. Willis Reed, of course, coming out uh, limping uh, against was it the Lakers? Lakers yeah. yeah, that was that was crazy stuff. Gives me goosebumps now. <laughs> but uh, all he had to do was hit that first bucket. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and, and, and that's why I'm giving I'm giving. And there's a lot of the you know storylines is what what people talk about all the time. There are a lot of good storylines. In the uh, in the finals this year, because Rouse coached LeBron, of course, right. and kind of knows the Lakers was his organization yeah, for so long. Absolutely, coached there for a long time. Yeah. You're exactly right. So, I expect a great great finals, man. And while we're on 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 the bubble and this being in position to crown a champion, what about the NBA, man, and the model that they set Kudos. for for the doggone bubble yeah. and 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 to get this this thing. We're almost about to crown a champion. It's crazy. And you can't tell me that you knew this was going to happen. I, I remember we were doing radio, and I remember saying, yeah, I think hopefully we'll get at least six weeks of basketball. Yeah. These kids, there was so much unknown. and yeah. I was, But, uh, I mean, they, they did it. They executed it so excellent. And I yeah. got to admit, when it first started and Lou Williams went to Atlanta, yeah. I remember thinking, okay, there's no way <laughs> they're going to be able to control this. this we is, all had our opinions. <laughs> right. Uh, but, man, they did it. And yeah. uh, and it's it's just been extraordinary. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. And, and at the end, the fact that they were able to bring in the guys – Families, all right. that stuff. I think that played a big role in in the success. You got to give Adam Silver a lot of credit. Absolutely, the owners, the everybody involved, man, ha, ha, has a uh, a check by their name because it wasn't an easy task. But I'm pr- I'm proud to be associated with that league. Oh no, you question. Know, because like on a lot of different fronts. Yeah, no question you know. about it. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt that. And I love football. Yeah. Hopefully, we talk a little football, we a little will Cowboys. In a yeah. yeah. But I, I love football. Grew up playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Florida, if you don't play football, then 
there's something wrong with Florida's you. like Texas in that regard. No question. Yeah. And I argue with people all the time that, that football in Florida is bigger than it is here right. until I really got the to, to be around Texas football, yeah, it's scary and it's <laughs> and it's close too. It's a, when it's it, you a start church. talking, it's yeah. the church. Of high school <laughs> There's no question about here, it, man. man. It's incredible. So, uh, so one last thing before we do move on to some Cowboys football. Uh, LeBron's closing act in Game Six against the Nuggets. Yeah. Did you see that game? Of course, spectacular. Of course. LeBron it, down it, the stretch. It was good. And, you know, everybody keeps trying to count LeBron out. Yeah. It's crazy when you reach 15, 16, 17 years in his case. Everybody wants to, to want, you, want you to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, try, they're doing it in football. Brady, tired of you. Right. Drew Brees, you, don't, you can't throw it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Your arm looks like a noodle now. You right, know, all right, of a right. sudden, people want to try to try to throw away the, the old school guys. Lakers aren't where they are without LeBron James. No way. Not only what, what he did, did as far as making shots, but the leadership that he provides for that, that Laker team, the way he's taking Anthony Davis under mm-hmm. his arms mm-hmm. and kind of molding him into what he considers it takes to be a champion. I, I, my... You can like LeBron. There's some things that we've all done that that we're not pleased with, and I think if he could take back, he and Dwayne Wade both, the way they tried to play Dirk in the finals the one year, mocking him as far as having a cold or being sick or whatever the case might be. I mean, Dirk got the last laugh, of course. But but some of that stuff kind of rubs people the wrong way, make you want to hate on LeBron. Mm -hmm. But, again, there's absolutely nothing that you can say about LeBron James that 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 I don't just marvel at. I mean, I think this guy is top five players ever to play. Yep. And he's still getting it done. He's getting it done in a physically, mentally. I don't know if there's ever been a, a better basketball player than and leader than LeBron James because he he, he he simply took that game over. Yeah. The latter part of that game. He's insane, and and I, I look at him a little bit different. I, I kind of compare him to like. You know, Justin Bieber or Britney Spears <laughs> wow. or one of these people that had to grow up yes. in front well of the said, world, man. you know? Well said. And yeah. so, like, when you look, when you compare him to those <laughs> wow. people who have had all these drug issues and public yeah. meltdowns, yeah, I'm yeah. like, that guy is incredible. Yes. Like, he he's delivered. He, he's in the finals every year. That guy's in the final. I mean, last year, you know, yeah. he, they had their injuries and did whatever. Yeah. He had like, what was it, eight straight years of the finals or yeah. something stupid with two different teams? And, and, and with that said, Skin, and then after all of that, all people want to talk about is he's only won two championships it's or ridiculous. three championships. Yeah. You know how hard it is to win a championship? Yes. I mean, it I is. don't, but I can imagine you, how you hard it is. You know how hard it yeah, is. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you hadn't been in, on, on, on a team that's had a chance, but you know how difficult. It's incredible. And how lucky. Yeah. You have to get all the breaks. The Absolutely. ball has to bounce your, your way. I'll quote Mark Cuban. They caught in 211 not to take anything away from that championship. Mm-hmm. Mark always echoed, we caught lightning in a bottle. Right. We got hot at the right time. Right. Jet, J.J. Barea, Jason Kidd, Dirk, for crying mm-hmm. out loud, my main man, Tricks. Mm-hmm. All those guys, Deshaun Stevenson. Yep. All those guys, man, Tyson Chandler, Brian Cardinal, all those guys had a little bit of 
absolute dust in that championship. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, man. Things have to come together. In 94, when we lost to Houston, man, I thought we were the better team. We were up. All we had to do was win one game out of two. Mm -hmm. And we were crowned champions. Just didn't go that way, man. So you have to have special players do special things. And for the Mavericks in, in 211, they had a lot of guys, a combination of guys. And some guys had bigger roles than others. Right. That, so be it. That's right. the way it's supposed to be. But LeBron James, man, when you talk about just putting his team and his organization in position to stay relevant and have a legit shot at winning a championship – not a lot of people been better than than LeBron James. It reminds me of the way I hear I've heard some uh, baseball front office people talk about all you can do is put your team in a position to be there. Yeah, that's, that's it. all you can do. That's it. And he does it every single year with nothing but crazy expectations, crazy criticisms of yeah. him. He's yeah. looked at to lead a league, to lead a generation, yes. to lead a race. Yeah. He's he's carrying so much burden every single moment Agreed. he's awake. You know, that strengthens your point about all of it can't fall on Doc. Right. Because right. if you look at what they put together – there's a reason why the expectation was for them to come out of the bubble as champion. Yep. And surely they would have had to get through the Lakers. But pound for pound, man for man, who show me a better and more talented team than what the Clippers had on paper. They, to me, were far and away the favorite. And they, they got eliminated early. Yeah. So you got to play the game. And that's yeah. the beauty about sports. And we call ourselves experts. I played the game 16 years all my life. I've, I've, I've played the game. Basketball has made me who I am, to be quite frank with you. But I, I so that 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 makes me know and believe wholeheartedly that the best team doesn't always win, right? In sports, right? If that was the case, why aren't the Cowboys playing? Okay, uh, let's winning. talk Cowboys. Yeah, why, why, why aren't the Cowboys winning? On and that's my little segue. Yeah, that's good. So you, You're a pro. Yeah, You're thank, a pro. That's good. Thank you, sir. But but you you look at the Cowboys yep. and. Their talent on the offensive end of the floor, uh, the field. I'm talking floor. I'm still talking basketball, <laughs> even though I seg segued into football. Look at all what they have on the offensive side. And surely they're a little banged up. Yeah. Their offensive line is a little bit banged up. Right. Um, they should be better, Skin, than, than, than one and two right now. And I know it's still early. Mm -hmm. But their defense, as good as they are offensively, their defense – is equally as bad, especially in the secondary. Their defense is a train wreck. Now, I knew that, or I felt confident that, all right, this secondary is going to have to grow. Yeah, young. They got young players. But you can mitigate that if your defensive line is really good and you get pressure, right? Yeah. And there's guys on that front line that have great resumes that should be getting pressure that aren't. I don't know if Demarcus Lawrence is hurt now. I just know that he's paid like a top five pass rusher. And he Ninety has, million he got? He got yeah, I think like sixty was guaranteed. Wow. But five he, sacks. He had, well, he has half a sack in the last eleven games. Oh, so it's you know people are sitting here talking about well you know we've changed the scheme and now guys are in a two point stance instead of a three point stance and all this stuff and I'm like okay well what about the last half of last year and and look in any sport you know once you start getting injuries and your body's compromised and you get yeah. older and football more than any other sport right he's young though he's young but 
I, I don't know. I just know that if you pay that guy that much money, he's yeah. got to be an impact, and he's not. Yeah. And especially if your secondary's young. So if you're getting no pass rush and you got a bunch of kids that have to cover for five or six seconds, you're going to get torched. There's no question about it. You could argue that the Cowboys could easily be 0-3 right now. They should be. And, yeah, no question about it. Right. I mean, Christmas came early for them against Atlanta, yeah. obviously. And you go 0-3, you're not making the playoffs in the NFL. <sighs> It'll be hard, too. Yeah. And I think the thing, the, the, the blessing in disguise for them, they hadn't lost any conference games. Right. And, and the their conference conf- their division's yeah, terrible. I mean, it, oh, it, you look terrible. at the Giants, you look at Washington, yeah. even Philly. Carson Wentz has had a very difficult time finding his way, you know, a, yeah. as a young quarterback after getting the big salary. But all of the things that we're talking about, you couple that to me, Skin, with turnovers mm-hmm. and the way the Cowboys turn the football over in a, a, a at the worst time. Right. I, I mean Starting the third quarter, for mm-hmm. example, the other mm-hmm. night, I thought I knew the Cowboys would get back in the game because they're so talented offensively. But the one thing that you cannot make up for in any sport, I don't care if it's basketball, baseball, you turn it over, you make errors in baseball, yep. you're going to have a hard time being successful. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not throwing the, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not the kind of Cowboy fan that 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 you are, mm-hmm. and I, I, I live in Dallas, so. Right. You kind of hope for, for for the best because I think any city, when when professional sports is good, yep. the city is hot. The yep. city is more fun. There's more more excitement in the city. You you look at the stars, yeah. them getting to the championship. Came up a little bit short last night, but so be it. it there's a there's a certain energy about sports teams being being hot and doing well that kind of ignites the whole city yeah. in, in a sense, if you would. And I think everybody here just has so much hope for the Cowboys to be successful and I I just think that they're finding a different and it goes back to Jason Garrett too again I think people always look for something to blame why you're not successful right it was always Garrett 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 you get a, a, a championship caliber coach and things just seem to be the same with the Cowboys one of the most entertaining things that I do throughout the week is sit down and get ready to watch Cowboy games because you never know, Skip, what is going to happen. You know something crazy is going to happen. When have you ever seen, Skip, a guy kick an offside kick (laughs) uh, like like the Cowboys did against Atlanta? Yeah. And – Everybody just look. Everybody for Atlanta looks at the ball. What was going on there? Your son would have dove on that ball. <laughs> I guarantee you, your, your, your son would have fell on that football. Right. Because it was right there. I played football, like I said, and I got an offside kick once because it was a close game, and I didn't. I fell on it, but the reason I fell on it because I didn't want to pick it up and run with it. I was scared to get hit. <laughs> That's why I fell on the ball, but. It was a no-brainer to me to, to fall on that ball, and that's what, that, that leads me to the point of the Cowboys could easily be 0-3. Uh, fortunately for them, they, uh, they found a way to win that game, and I thought that game in particular, man, would be one of those wins, Skin, that kind of jump-started this team psychologically, but right. they're still having, to me, a lot of mental breakdowns. Well, I think, I think the, the main takeaways here, I think you, know, you, you can pick this team apart, right? I think the main takeaways are you pointed out. I still think they're going to win their division, barring, oh, barring Dak yeah, getting I would hurt. be shocked if right. they don't. And so, and then you're like, okay, well, that gives you time to start cementing things. 
to maybe start getting some pass rush for the secondary to get better. Uh, you know, I think once they have their healthy offensive line, right. they're unstoppable. Right. That receiving core is yeah. bonkers. Yeah. And I think Dak is at that point in his career now where he's seen he looks all good. of it. He looks good. He looks good. And, and, and Zeke is off to a good start, although he wasn't there on Sunday. He wasn't there on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, but, he checked out. I, I, I've never seen a guy – in a in a game, and you know, it was an important game. All the games are important, you know, for the Cowboys as far as I'm concerned. But he just didn't look to be in tune with what was going on. I wonder, like, you know, the other thing too is I always talk about this in in football more than any other sport is when there's checkout, there's extreme checkout. Yeah, because with Dak, I mean, with uh, with with. with Zeke. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think with anybody in football who checks out, yeah. because the consequences are you're going to get the S knocked out of you and it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of just go into, man, I don't want to get hurt today mode. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it so many times with bad football teams where guys are just kind of playing not to get hurt. Let's just get through this thing. I don't yeah. care anymore. Ugh. And I wonder if... That's in any sport, too, by the way. That's, that's in a, any that's sport, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. But I, I wondered, too, if, if there was some checkout with Zeke because their offensive line was so compromised and then they're moving guys around during the game. He's going, well, hell. There ain't going to be any room to run. I, right. I, I'm speculating. They stacked a line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, Seattle did. Yeah. And before, they took it away. Yeah. They, and they've they, been pretty good against the run in the first three games. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what's interesting about this conversation to me because of what we talked about with the Miami Heat. Yes. Is I'm not some, like, anti-Jerry Jones guy. Right. But Jerry for Jerry Jones, he cares more about the brand. Well, the brand is the number one the brand in, in one sports. brand in all sports <laughs> in the world. And yes. so, you know, when I would we'd take these calls in sports talk radio and they'd go man someone needs to tell jerry this and they tell him that and i'm like you're gonna <laughs> go tell that self-made billionaire that he yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about yeah look at what he's created and he's gonna yeah. listen to some oh they, they know what they're doing they know i what mean they're look doing. what they build but i do think that their culture their football culture is haphazard it's not consistent right and they'll do things where you go well, wait a minute that's not consistent with and so when when you're shifting around and changing and you don't have this core you know belief system that you constantly reinvest in then i think you can kind of have these extended stretches yeah. where you're on the hamster wheel because they know the business stuff inside out yeah two and different things it's two different things yeah and i also think that there's and maybe McCarthy's the guy to do it, but I think Garrett was too close to that group yes, to well say no to them and say yeah. you're doing it wrong and we're going to yeah. do this. And so you had all these – I mean, I heard some stories from – I mean, everybody's got crazy locker room stories. You lived crazy locker room stories. Absolutely. But I've heard some stuff of guys saying things to Garrett, and I'm like, how's that guy supposed to run a football team mm -hmm. if this player is saying that well, to him? Has and he that knows, much disrespect. Right, and he knows that nothing's going to happen to him because right. he'll just go to Jerry or whatever. Right. And that's yeah. a bad place to be for a team. Yeah. It's hard to establish agree more. what you're going to be and then be that every effing day. You, to me, Skin, it's like this, man. Um, you're around the Cowboys. I'm not around them. I don't know their heartbeat. You know, I don't know if they have good guys, bad guys. What's a good guy? What's a bad guy? I mean, we're all people when it really gets down to it. However, to me, it's one thing. Mystique, reputation, mm -hmm. that's one thing. Understanding that because of that mystique and the reputation that you build as an organization, is that's another. Right. Michael Irvin, Emmett, Troy – 
set the table yeah. for the Cowboys in the 90s. Right. And I think a lot of times the Cowboys think that they can just show up and and and, and they're going to be looked at looked as as a championship caliber team. 8 and 8 last year, mm-hmm. 8 and 8 the year before. That's mediocre. Yeah. In 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 the NFL, no Smack question about it. Average as it gets. That, that that's average. Run of the mill. So y- you you have to stop looking at the old, in my opinion, and really roll up your sleeves as, as players, and and come to play mm-hmm. every single night. I I've never seen a team that beat themselves with penalties, mm-hmm. turnovers. As much as the Cowboys do, they yeah. were penalized the other uh, Sunday at horrible times, uh, at, at the crazy opportune, unopportune time, yeah. if you would, as a team. And you tell me, is that coaching? Is it just bad personnel? It, it, it's certainly coming back to haunt this team, yeah. If you would, when you start talking about the Cowboys and you know Cleveland coming in on Sunday, you can get well off that. A weak secondary right now, a young, and I shouldn't say weak, but a young secondary. Right. You look around and you're one in three. Mm-hmm. You know as well. You do radio. Yeah. You you talk everything. You all are gonna be going going bonkers. Yeah, that that you kind of start getting into, okay, wait, you're talking about must win in week four. You're kind it's just different with football. Is it? I think it is because of I th- I I th- I think it is because you only play 16 of Real those quick, things. Skin, think about losing three out of four games with the expectation. Oh, yeah. What it does to your psyche. Right. I'm not saying the Cowboys don't have the talent to rebound from it. They do. Right. But talent alone, we, we agree that won't win championships no, 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 for you. No. It won't, won't win five in a row for you. Yeah. You know, just like when you lose games, you lose confidence. Right. You win. If the Cowboys run off three, four in a row, yep. then we're going to see some fireworks from this team because their confidence is going to be high, and that's when guys play their best. That's when guys play with the most energy yeah. that they can possibly play with. So I, I think they're in an interesting spot. Must win. I wouldn't go that far, but you drop this game to Cleveland. It gets and, ugly. Yeah, people are starting to uh, to say whatever they want to say, and we know how that 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 turns out right, and then the other, and so the I don't know how much you had to deal with this, but the whole like because the media was different back then when you played, yeah. But the whole idea of like you're done for the night, and someone in your family or your homeboys like they're saying this about you, yeah. Like you can't get away from like <laughs> right. the modern guy. I don't understand how a modern athlete could be on Twitter. It's <laughs> right. like put that down. I wouldn't have been on as as an old guy. <laughs> I didn't read the paper a whole lot back then because I yeah I always say that's so so interesting that you bring that up. I just think you know whether or not you're playing bad or good. Right. There, there, there's there, there's nothing that that. David Moore or Jan Hubbard, right. uh, Brad Towns, and those guys back in the day could say that I didn't already know and feel. Right. You know, if I was stink, I hell, I drew it out the clock my rookie year. You think I got up the next morning to see? Oh, let me check out. <laughs> let me see what they said about me, man. I know they're killing me, man. I, I made a rookie mistake. And I, I, they, they probably expected me to jump off the the, the twin towers or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or reunion tower. Right. Beg your pardon. And, I, you know, if you're sensitive to it, man, why put yourself in that situation? Right. You know what I mean? Why put yourself into to losing your confidence or questioning yourself about who you are as a player? Yeah. Because 
you wouldn't be where you are. You know what I mean? I played 16 years in the league, man. Evidently, I could play <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So Dirk played 20 years. Guess what? Dirk is going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. So as much as you might want to say, oh, he's not this, he's not that, he's not this, he's not that. Come on, man. I mean, there's a reason why, why, why there are only 400 basketball players and a very small amount of football players yeah. in, in professional sports. So go be it. Go be it. Well, uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We'll be back next week. And then the week after that, I'm going to do a little vacation time. So we'll come <laughs> up with something special for Open Run, some unexpected yeah. uh, shenanigans. But this was fun, man. I loved it. I did too, Skin. Um, you've kind of given me this opportunity, bro. Yeah, and, I did not know. You know, I, I've always, and this is not just to blow smoke. Everybody, you got tons of people loving Jeff Skin Wade. But <laughs> you are uh, you might be one of the coolest white guys I've ever hung out <laughs> hey, with, man. man. That's, no that's point nice. intended. That's nice. You know, I know we're in a real sensitive time when it comes to black and white. But I appreciate you, man. Because I, I appreciate when I bounced you. this off of you. You were you were you said let's do it right yeah. away. You didn't say oh I don't know if we can do it or I don't know if the Mavericks are gonna like it. You you kind of you kind of giving me this platform and this opportunity, bro. Well, this is exciting and yeah, fun. It's fun. And, no and I also I also really relish. You know, you're talking about the black and white thing. Yeah. I just know that you and I can say anything around oh, each no other because we know no where question. we're coming from. I know where you're coming from, and I, I I hope the city of Dallas, everybody knows where, where where we're trying to come from, especially when it comes to race, man. There's a problem out there mm-hmm. uh, as far as equality is concerned, and we can't we can't sugarcoat it and make it seem like it's not. People simply have to do a better job, man, of recognizing it, and we have to deal with it. Everybody's got to teach themselves on a constant yeah. basis. There's no question about it, man. We're all being manipulated. Let's be aware of it and let's yeah. do better because we no can't. Because that's what we do. I had a good time, man. I did too. Open run. Let's that's run again That's it for soon. open run. We'll be back running next week.